0: Hello and welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And this week we, oh, well, Jeremy and I, we both escaped the mental institution. Just kidding. Uh, we're, we're not doing that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I just did. Oh, days
1: ago. oh ooh. just kidding.
0: But either way, Jeremy and I are visiting Haddonfield to visit one of our new friends, uh, Mister Mr. Myers, I think. Yeah, Mike Myers. Yeah, my- <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> I had to after last week's episode. Oh uh, no, sorry, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. uh, two weeks ago with Amsterdam, but uh, yeah, this week Jeremy and I will be sharing our experience watching the original Halloween nineteen seventy eight movie for the first time. So yes, you heard that right. Jeremy and I hadn't watched it before. Uh, this latest screening for this episode. Pretty crazy, it, huh? Yeah, John Com- John Carpenter's
1: Halloween. Never seen it before. Both of us have seen the 2018 Halloween,
0: but never this original Halloween. Uh, that <laughs> I guess that's just the way it is. <laughs> Horror is, isn't really our genre, but um, I mean, obviously we felt like today's episode, because this is going to be premiering on... October 31, 2022. Uh, what's so special about October 31? It's closer to, to Thanksgiving. Yes, <laughs> I'm it just kidding. Closer It's
1: to... Halloween. Halloween night. Yeah,
0: yeah, we thought it would be appropriate to finally watch uh, Halloween 1978 on a day where this episode will premiere on Halloween 2022. But mm-hmm. before we get into that, Jeremy, let's jump right into our new ritual, our ritual 2.0. And uh, dude, as a... TV guy, as a TV guy in our little tag team partnership that we do have, it pains me to have another movie topic. (laughs) And we've (laughs) had two weeks in a row where we're uh, talking straight up about movies. And so, uh, Jeremy, earlier this week, the new Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania, man, that's going to be a mouthful uh, between now and February. Just a lot of words. Yeah. We may just call it the Quantumania uh, trailer. Well, it dropped earlier this week. And so, uh, again, usually with these uh, type of topics that we usually cover on the newsreel, I mean, this isn't my question, but uh, initial thoughts on the trailer as a whole.
1: I think this looks really good. I think it's probably going to be the best Ant-Man since the first one. I was like, dude, is this this like a different director? And I don't want to throw too much shade on Peyton Reed, the director of the ant-man films but really i don't really feel like the first ant-man was was his film i mean he, he he finished it or whatever but it really did feel like uh his version slash edgar wright type of uh product so i'm like okay and then we got ant-man the wasp and everything i've seen of his i mean he directed bring it on <laughs> which we did an episode on and it just i don't know i just don't really like his style that much and when i saw this trailer i'm like oh is it a different director uh it's not it's still paying read um (laughs) (laughs) so i mean that could be a good thing because i it's it's his episodes that he's directed or movies are always kind of middle of the road for me um i'm hoping this one it at least right now looks promising
0: yeah um I agree. I think, uh, for me watching this trailer, it gave me a little bit of Loki vibes. Hmm. A little bit. Uh, it got me to start watching rewatching Loki again, uh, because I kind of forgot some of the stuff that happened within the show itself, uh, within the six episodes. I think it was six episodes, right? Yeah. I think it was six. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it was, it was pretty cool to kind of revisit some of, uh, some of that, you know, world where obviously now this is the quantum realm again just kind of revisiting that whole concept and then just kind of jumping into loki where obviously this is time related and obviously the thread between the two you know loki the show and quantum mania is jonathan majors Mm. so my question for the ritual 2.0 is obviously kang the conqueror is revealed. I mean, he is being played by Jonathan Majors again. This is his second appearance in the MCU where he played He Who Remains. Spoiler for the end of, <laughs> of Loki. He will have a prominent role in Quantum Mania. And uh, I guess my question to you, and again, this is speculative, when all is said and done, where do you think Kang and all of his variants? Will land in your top MCU villain list? Ooh. You know, I'm not. You could do potential or you could do like a prediction of where you think you'll end up. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, Because if we're saying top is like Thanos, Wenwu, Killmonger, I want to say, I don't know. I really feel like he's probably going to be like a number 10 type of villain. I like my. My hopes are not that high <laughs> right now in terms of Kang, just because they're like, oh, uh, Gorr the God Butcher, it's gonna be top ten villain, no that's <laughs> that stuff, or top top villain and all that stuff. I'm like, eh, was he though? <laughs> yeah. So it's um, my. I feel like just how the MCU had villain problems early on in phase one I feel like they're going through that again and uh, my I feel like he's just going to be like number 10 or maybe 12 something like that really
0: that's what I feel okay okay that's my guess for me yeah well for me only because I mean we're already got a a future MCU title called Kang's uh, Kang Dynasty right I think so, I'm not sure. I think he's going to be coming back uh playing different variants. And I don't know, I I was pleasantly surprised with um the introduction of his he who remains uh, variant. I I love the I guess the acting um versatility that Jonathan Majors brings. I I again, I wasn't really too I wasn't expecting much uh, when he did get revealed uh, to be, you know, obviously a Kang variant. And I was pleasantly surprised at how they essentially had a Loki finale where it was talky, but it was really good storytelling. I actually think that's still my favorite finale out of all the Disney plus. I mean, it's not really saying much, but I think it's still my (laughs) But still my favorite out of all the Disney Plus shows that have aired so far. And for me, I think he has the potential to be a top five, you know, just squeezing in to potentially a Rush- Mount Rushmore type thing where he could be even top four um, MCU villain. Just because he'll be able to play versatile characters, different characters based off of the different variants uh, of Kang there are.
1: Yeah, I feel like he's going to be a part of, like, you know, when they have the future Avengers movies. I think we're going to get multiple villains um, rather than just like Thanos, Mm -hmm. where it's like a singular villain with an army. I think we're going to get a group of, like, notable villains as a team versus the Avengers. Mephisto? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, played by, I forgot, I don't know. I don't know. Who
0: well, would be were name. they were they talking about uh, Sasha Baron Cohen or something? <laughs> I heard that. I was like, <laughs> really? <laughs> that would be so weird.
1: I I don't think I could take that seriously. I probably couldn't either. Yeah. If they do that, that's going to be really weird. <laughs> but uh, I think this movie. I hope it. The the vibe that it was giving me at the end of the trailer, where yeah, ant uh, like I feel like Ant Man is sometimes too jokey. I know it's Paul Rudd, but he's in like a dire situation. So I feel like that character also needs to be sometimes less jokey.
0: I think there's a chance where this may be the most serious that we'd get of Scott Lang, just because now his uh, daughter Cassie is going to be within the action. Obviously Mm -hmm. she's older now with the time jump with the whole uh, him being blipped for five or they thought he was blipped for five years, but obviously he was just in the quantum realm. Um, so now that Cassie will be playing a, uh, an active role instead of like just a side character just to kind of ground him a little bit, I think there may be, uh, higher stakes for Scott Lang.
1: You know, uh, watching the trailer again, I watched it a couple times. I feel like there's a chance that Ant-Man could die in this or Scott Lang could die in this. Just because we're going to get Cassie Nan was, just, you know, a new hero that we're going to get. And the way Kang is talking, I don't think he's going to leave. Someone's going to die in this movie. And it's most likely either going to be Scott Lang or it's going to be Hank. Hank Pym. Hank Pym. Yeah, Pimp. I was
0: thinking the same thing. If,
1: if someone's going Because I thought, die. He, yeah, <laughs> I thought Hank Pym was going to die in the last one. But now it's even like, I feel like it's going to be either Scott or Hank this time.
0: Ooh, that's a pretty hot take. I like it, oh, yeah, dude. If they are able to pull that off, being Disney, especially with <laughs> such a likable character like Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, mm-hmm. I'll be like, ooh, okay, maybe they're setting something up really for uh, for Phase Five and Phase Six with uh, you know, obviously they're them building up towards uh, those team up movies that have been promised.
1: Yeah, I mean, because we're we're gonna have too many. Um insect characters i guess now with cassie
0: someone has to go exactly i like how they did talk uh try to call him spider-man in the trailer that was pretty funny that was good (laughs) well anyway um again just wanted to remind everyone obviously we uh we have this new ritual we haven't abandoned the og podcast ritual we've just kind of relocated that og podcast ritual to our um tiktok account where we will still be talking about a notable movie or TV show that we are currently watching, uh, Jeremy. I know that you've recently released the video on TikTok. Uh, what did you What did you review? So on my
1: or on my video on our TikTok, I talked about the TV show The Rookie, and I don't know whether I'm whether or not I'm gonna like, keep talking about it or something. But let me go watch it. Go see if you want to. And if you watch the show, let me know what you think on that video. If you want to know, if you want to see more videos of season five coming up. I'm totally willing to talk about it, but yeah, our TikTok is at Weekly Real Pod. I'm going to be I'm going to be on there talking about different movies, shows and all that stuff and so is Ken.
0: Yes. Uh I have a few things cooking finally. Um, I finally <laughs> I was kind of not really wishy-washy. I was trying to figure out what kind of platform to kind of introduce my portion of the the this OG ritual on the TikTok. Um, thing going, um, I think I finally. Well, I shared it with, I guess, some of my ideas with uh, Jeremy offline, and I think uh, this is where I'm proceeding. So hopefully, we get some of some of my content on our thing because it's been a little bit lacking in terms of me being on our TikTok account. But we do also have an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one that we've been mainly active on uh, for, you know, announcements, podcasts, direct links recasts especially where can they follow us on uh instagram jeremy
1: so on instagram like ken said uh it's going to be at weekly real you'll get a couple of recasts a week you'll get some updates from us you'll see some behind the scenes maybe you every one every now and again but also like you know just short videos actually seeing us than listen rather (laughs) than just listening to us
0: yeah we're trying to add a little bit of, uh i don't know you know, just like uh, what our faces, are beautiful glowy faces. Now that <laughs> Jeremy's got his a uh, whole YouTube-esque setup now. Dang. I'm, okay, I I'm see not you. just
1: sitting in the dark now,
0: <laughs> or in a college dorm room, where everyone's running around and screaming, uh, bumping bumping into walls and wrestling and playing video games and cursing. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> But yeah, definitely, uh, definitely look out for those recasts. We'll try to be, we're you know, we're trying to see if we could post regularly uh, as reels. So reels and TikToks, that's the thing in 2022, apparently. So we're rolling with the time. So Jeremy, this week, oh man, we've come to the main event. We're obviously going to be talking about Halloween 1978, and so after. Being locked up for 15 years for killing his sister, Michael Myers escapes a mental institution to return back home in Haddonfield to wreak havoc on, I guess, a specific day, October 31st, in the horror classic Halloween 1978 by John Carpenter. And so this is your, how many years is that? uh 44, 44 years 40, spoiler warning yeah. <laughs> uh from 1978 the original halloween as well as other halloween um movies in within the franchise they're streaming right now on amc plus um definitely give it a shot i mean if you're not a subscriber to amc plus they're doing a free trial that's i think what me and jeremy <laughs> both ended yeah. up doing uh this past week but yeah they um They're streaming the Halloween, uh, original Halloween now on EMC Plus. So be on the lookout for that. It's also available to rent on the usual suspects. So, Jeremy, let's get right into the double feature. And a quick reminder, with the double feature, I have a question ready for Jeremy. He doesn't know what I'm going to ask. And vice versa, I don't know what he's going to ask. So for my half of the double feature, the very beginning of this film, Jeremy, we get that fantastic opening tracking shot where everything is in basically a first person view. And mm. so during that, as, as the, uh, uh, the scene kind of plays out, we kind of get that creepy soundtrack kind of creaking, you know, just kind of slowly just setting the mood. It starts to play as, you know, the cameras kind of working their way through that, uh, I guess, Myers house. And we go up the stairs kind of creepily. And then all of a sudden, we get a clown mask just being put on. So everything's kind of distorted. You get the yeah. heavy breathing going. We're just basically setting that atmosphere. And so all of a sudden, Judith Myers, this lady or girl, I should say, just shows up and she just gets stabbed to death brutally, brutally. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, this individual, the camera just just leaves, goes down the stairs, leaves the front door, and then it gets revealed. Michael Myers, as a six-year-old, yep. um, is revealed as the killer. Dude, were you surprised at how young Michael Myers was when he was revealed? Was he revealed? six? He was six. Dang. So when he was 21 in the... In the yeah, it, it went in 1978, yeah.
1: He's, he was 21. Dude, like, I mean, I kind of, like, I read the synopsis. Like, we saw, like, all the, the 15 years of uh-huh. since he killed Judith Myers and all that stuff. So, I was like, I wasn't that surprised. But thinking about it now, if you didn't know going into the movie, like, like, you're just watching this unfold. Yeah, it's like, I wouldn't expect it to be a kid. And they didn't exactly, like, shoot it as if he was, like
0: however tall. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. they didn't show it from, like, a lower angle. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) But it was so good. Like, and at the same time, it made me think, like, when he put on the clown mask, and later on we know he's going to put on the famous Michael Myers mask, Mm -hmm. it's like, how does he kill anyone with that thing on? You know what I mean? Like, you could barely see through that thing.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then he's, like, smelling his hot breath because he's like, (sighs) but it's pretty chilling though
1: yeah i mean there was a lot of a lot of deep breathing in this movie Mm
0: -hmm. even (laughs) when he was like a little kid too like during that opening scene he might have asthma (laughs) Maybe (laughs) (laughs) he's really darth vader (laughs) 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 crossover uh no but for me um i was kind of slightly spoiled because okay so let me reveal uh, this. Not really a confession, but I, I peel back the layers a little bit. So I ended up doing that free trial with AMC Plus, but it was through my Amazon Prime account. Mm. And so I guess during the scene, I actually wanted to I, I was kind of still, you know, getting comfortable and situated because I had my snacks, I had my drinks uh, ready to go. That's my whole movie setup, mm. And I had slowly just looked away you know because i was trying to grab some for some sex oh shoot i missed something so i wanted to do that whole thing where you know you re- rewind back i don't know 10 seconds or something like that and when i did that because it's amazon prime video oh, no yeah they have like you know you know they'll have like trivia they'll have like they'll list the actors that happen to be within that um that within that scene and sure enough they had the the act, actor who plays the younger version of michael myers and it said michael myers parentheses six years old i'm like oh i was spoiled <laughs> <laughs> damn it so uh, yeah uh yeah unfortunately for me when it was revealed i was like oh man it would have been nice to try to figure out if if i would have caught that um as the scene was developing but spoiled yeah weirdly enough we were both kind of spoiled <laughs> yeah. in the in very different ways too yeah um and it wasn't like the whole traditional one but obviously because this movie is 44 years old it wasn't by like someone telling you or you stumbling upon it or whatever
1: yeah not like a youtube thumbnail or <laughs> or uh um instagram
0: reel <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean so weird but yeah and i I mean, I feel I felt like that was like the perfect way to set it up, uh, set up that this movie, this type of movie. And and I guess I was kind of reading. I don't know if you heard about this, but apparently this was a very technically advanced shot back in 1978 because they were using this Panaglide camera or whatever. That's why, you know, it was, everything was pretty smooth and mm-hmm. you got the whole uh, it looked like just one take. And I feel like. That's like one that's always been one of my favorite shots in TV and movies. If and done well, for, for them sure. to use that back already for I didn't realize this was going to be how it opened. But for them to use that type of camera trick that long ago, it's pretty amazing that they're able to kind of use those camera tricks. I mean, we were talking about in what our psycho episode in season one remember they did the quick cuts. That was like the first movie that ever did quick cuts. Um, and that was a movie from 1960. So yeah. I, am like, when we've been revisiting some of these older classic movies, I'm amazed at the creativity, especially with the technological, I guess, disadvantages compared to today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like the technical, like aspect of this opening scene alone is like so good like you could put it in a movie today and it would hold up. Mm-hmm. I think that's how how good it was for it being 44 years old and one, one takes or oneers sometimes nowadays I feel like they just use it as a gimmick. Sometimes yeah. they don't really look as good um but if they're done well and they're shot well, framed right, it's it gives and the way they do it, and like some wonders, like action sequences, they could be moving really fast. But for this, they're moving super slow. We get that, uh, like scary movies always rely heavily on sound design, which I mm. thought was um, good in this opening scene as well. So it's like everything was on point in the opening scene. All right, Ken, uh, my half the double feature, I want to, okay. I'm gonna give uh, this might make some people a little mad. <laughs> um, okay, oh, oh yeah, I forgot. offline, I was supposed to mention something <laughs> before my before oh, my right. question <laughs> I, almost I was forgot. dying. <laughs> uh, this has nothing to do with my question, but did you notice when I think uh, Lori was it Lori? I think she it might have been Lori was babysitting, whatever, and they're watching the news and it says on the TV, RKO news. <laughs>
0: did you see? That? I did not. Did Dang it! You gotta, you gotta <laughs> I want to rewatch it while I still have my EMC Plus uh, like, free trial. <laughs> I was cracking up.
1: And okay, if you guys don't know, RKO, also known as Randy Keith Orton in the WWE, is the Apex Predator of <laughs> the WWE universe. So, and we're huge fans of wrestling. So, I just thought it was funny because we always reference the apex predator and his famous move the RKO and there it is in 1978 are you sure he's not the apex
0: predator of the DCEU also (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, Uh, okay (laughs) sorry go ahead
1: (laughs) you gotta go back and see that though
0: I will I definitely will especially Uh. (laughs) it might be after this uh because I obviously I don't want to I don't want to waste my free trial
1: yeah, for sure. Um okay, my question though. Okay, this is this is the part that's going to make some people mad. Uh Michael Myers actually wasn't that interesting to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. he wasn't that interesting to me. In terms of like villains or sca- like he was he was just kind of a creep, honestly. Honestly, I thought he was just kind of a jerk because <laughs> everyone's just trying to have a good time and he's just there like like a serial killer, but it's like, like villains or I guess villains have like this this moral code, like there there's this line that they won't cross. Maybe they won't kill women, kids, or whatever. I don't. They there's some type of line that, um, people have that they don't cross. It's like okay. When I saw Michael Myers kill his his sister, maybe, I don't know, he had this weird thing for his sister, and promiscuous women. So I'm like, okay, maybe he'll kill promiscuous people. But then at the end, he kills like, or he tries to kill Lori. And I don't know, I'm just curious, because I don't see it. Uh, What is it about Michael Myers that makes him an iconic Halloween character?
0: I mean that mask is pretty scary. The fact that he got it at a, a hardware store is pretty funny actually. Yeah, I, like, how does that even work? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, wait, why are hardware stores selling masks? So anyway, because usually they would be more functional masks, you know, like if you're I don't know, like you put something on like if you're dealing with fumes or something like that, but for <laughs> for it to be an actual scary ass looking mask <laughs> Which is I think modeled after William Shatner
1: mm-hmm
0: but you, <laughs> why is that at a hardware store <laughs> i don't know uh but that's actually one of I, I don't know if it's because we we've been doing this podcast now for over two calendar years now where we try to dissect maybe even overthink or overanalyze <laughs> uh <laughs> motives and and um i guess talking points or whatever it, it When it should be something like, oh, it's just a popcorn horror flick. You know what I mean? It's a scary Mm. ass dude in a mask that just kills people, right? (laughs) Yeah. But for me, I remember as I was trying to, as this movie was progressing along, I was like, okay, what were his motives? I was trying to figure it out as well. Um, Because I was like, okay, what did he have against Lori and um, Linda and Annie? Mm -hmm. Other than the fact that, you know, he killed his sister when he was six years old. He just hates so, girls. Yeah. Apparently. Or but or then, Bob. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't figure it out. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm just overthinking it. But I guess to answer your question about what, what makes him such an iconic character, I think it's like everything. The fact that John Carpenter paints him as obviously this scary dude that you don't want to, let's just be honest, like if you saw, <laughs> saw him no, out and about, I would be turning the other way. But that, in conjunction with um, the camera angles, the way it was presented, the underrated uh, cinematography, but then obviously the the soundtrack, the the mm. theme music, yeah. and like everything is like a, a an experience. And then the fact that he will just pop out of nowhere, and obviously these are the things about horror mo- movies—they just will pop out of nowhere, and you can't kill them. Obviously, how many movies now are we in the Halloween franchise? We got nine of them, I think, uh, since Halloween Ends recently got released a couple of weeks ago. So um, I think it's like the way the character as a whole with the environments and the way he's being portrayed mm-hmm. um, and it being like obviously in the heyday of horror films. I think that's what makes him such an iconic character.
1: I see. Yeah, because I, I wanted to, under, like, he's obviously a scary figure. Mm-hmm. But there's just, like, something about, like, some like some people, like, celebrate him. So, yeah. whereas, like, I don't know, as if he's, like, a, a the Terminator or an alien xenomorph. Right? Those are science fiction characters or it's, like, they're just kind of, they have their own kind of motives and they're scary or whatever. But Michael Myers just, like, goes out and kills people. Yeah, And we don't know, like, what line he will or won't cross. And we never, and, like, he gets stabbed and injured how many times in this movie? And I don't know. Is he, like, a super soldier? (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, see, that's the thing, though. I mean, obviously, horror, again, we'll keep reiterating this for every Halloween episode that we do. It's not our genre, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's the reason why we don't really appreciate it. Really, again, everything about the horror genre is all about, you know, just like the experience of watching it, especially the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Developing the uh, that tension, right? The, the I don't know, like, you know, your anxiety, you know, your your heart rate just starts to quicken. You start to get some sweaty palms or whatever. You're like, especially if you're watching it, like, in the middle of the night with the lights turned off. I mean, I tr- for me, that's how I try to watch movies in general, but especially with horror movies. Because you, you try to get that whole experience, especially since a lot of these scenes happen to be at night. And so you definitely want to make sure that you can actually see what's on the TV.
1: Uh, I, I guess also just thinking about how iconic the movie is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it just really, like... You can see future horror movies take a lot from this movie, mm-hmm. especially in the, the horror teen, like, horror genre, pretty much, right? It's, like, this is where you take everything from.
0: Like, the, the, like the screams, uh, the some of the other, like, franchises. I can't think of any right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much anything that has to do with, like, a person in high school. Yeah. It's like basically it has to do something similar to Halloween.
0: I know what you did last summer. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I really don't know a lot of these franchises, but yeah, I, I could see that. Um, because they are they became tropes after that. It's like, oh, now I know where some of these kind of originated.
1: Yeah. See, the, the, I've definitely felt because I've watched or we both watched Halloween 2018, but we never watched this one before. And I, now it really shows how much of a retread the 2018 was to this one. Cause it just felt like I watched the movie, same movie twice. I think, it, way, I think finale. 20,
0: the 2018 version of Halloween was meant to be a, a an homage to yeah, the original. For sure. I think they wanted to kind of recapture. I feel like I, I want to compare that to how the force awakens <laughs> was a, a, an homage to a new hope when they, mm-hmm. when it got released. Um, what from twenty fifteen, uh, from seventy seven all the way down uh, to twenty fifteen. You know what I mean? S- same similar like, yeah. uh, time gap, I guess. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been talking about the Halloween franchise in general and obviously the horror genre and obviously we'll uh dissect more of the film after the break when we do uh our weekly real award uh weekly real awards i should say but um this is the part of the, the the episode where we like to involve you guys the audience and so this week's audience question is what is your favorite movie from the halloween franchise um, don't be like Jeremy and I, where you've only seen two <laughs> out of the nine. Um, so, I guess by default for us, it would be what the uh, this original one, <laughs> just Probably because this it's the first one. one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to uh, send us your feedback, we have an email for that sort of thing, right, Jeremy? Yeah, the uh, email.
1: We you could figure it out after Christmas, I think. Is it
0: H two O? j two.
1: I still don't know it's like. It's, it sounded like a, it was going to be a Disney Channel original movie, <laughs> H2O, with Michael Myers. I where don't know thought of
0: that. Where, where the whole movie takes place underwater. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> he, and
1: Michael Myers turns into a mermaid? Oh, mer- or a
0: merman. Merman. With Ben Stiller? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But our real email address is weeklyrealpod at gmail.com. So. Hey, let's take a quick break. All right. Welcome back from the break. And uh, Jeremy, let's jump right into our weekly real awards for Halloween 1978. And so the first award that we want to give out, obviously, it's a 44 year old movie. It's only natural that we give out, uh, actually, we're going to give a choice between the Marissa Tomei slash Aunt May Award for what has aged well, or the Happy Hogan Mullet Memorial Award for what has not aged well. So Jeremy, which one are you going with? All right. So I know I've been kind of negative so far this
1: episode, so I'm going to be, continue to be negative (laughs) (laughs) and uh, go with, because I thought of both, but I was like, oh, I'll go one, I don't like so the Happy Hogan Mullet Memorial Award for what has not aged well for me was actually. I felt like the finale was like a parody to me, it felt like a parody because, and I we kind of explained this where it's been done to death, pun intended, right? It's done been done like so many times that we've seen those movies since this movie came out. So now going back and seeing this movie. And seeing Michael Myers get stabbed, get back up, like, stabbed again, get back up, uh, and then disappear at the very end. I'm like, dang it, (laughs) really? I was kind of hoping, like, can it really was like, trying to set up a sequel where I really felt like john carpenter usually doesn't do that and i actually preferred his monster movie the thing more which is the thing was referenced yeah in i, I this thought movie. that was pretty funny <laughs> and i was like dude i love john carpenter's the thing and how um you know that didn't get a sequel or anything but it was just like um contained situation contained story and i didn't need a sequel to explain any more like backstory of whatever they were dealing with. And same with this. I thought, I'm like, okay, fine. Hopefully we're just going to get like this whole thing explained here in Halloween for Michael Myers. But it's like, okay, maybe the future movies actually explain more of Michael's morality or whatever, but I don't know. It it doesn't. And there was too many questions left unanswered for me. And, mm-hmm. The finale, the final battle between him and Laurie, I was like,
0: whatever, I guess. I think uh, only because I I did, I guess, a little bit of research on this movie um, in terms of, like, kind of the background. I mean, I don't know if you noticed when the opening credits were going, it said introducing Jamie Lee Hmm. Curtis. This was really her first real acting role and really did show. (laughs) Because... Because... I guess that was my biggest nitpick of the end scene as well was her acting. It wasn't that good. Um, It was pretty (laughs) bad, actually. Uh, I love that
1: shot, when though, when Michael Myers is standing right behind her. mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's, like, right there in the doorway. But then, like, her scream kind of took me out of it (laughs) when he grabbed her. (laughs) It's like, it's a scary movie. You're supposed to be good at doing these screams. That
0: that fire truck wasn't for Michael Myers, by the way. That's (laughs) uh, what you hear in the background. That's what you're getting on this podcast. But, um, yeah, I I I agree. There was like certain parts where, um, her like crying or like her you know acting terrified just uh, took me out of it a little bit. It was like, wow, that was pretty bad. And I'm glad that she got better as far as an actress because there some there have been. Uh, roles that she's been in that i've enjoyed true lies i mean gotta true. mention an Arnold. <laughs> oh yeah movie. i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> but i i really liked her in um trading places um she she was she was a good supporting actress in that in, in that role so i'm glad that she got better yeah i mean my first exposure to
1: jamie lee curtis was freaky friday Oh yeah, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I <don't
0: laughs> so, see, I mean, but then she played a lovable character, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, Some of her acting was definitely rough in the, in this, and I mean, what are you gonna do, right? She and she's the daughter of Janet Leigh, who was the I guess the main actress in Psycho, nineteen sixty. So that's there's nuts. that connection. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, for me, I'm um, okay, I'm gonna quickly give out both, uh, but I want to get into more in depth into the Happy Hogan Mullet Memorial Award because I feel like that's <laughs> the funner of the awards. Uh, mm-hmm. dude, I have to say it the if I gave out the Marissa Tomei slash Aunt May Award for what has aged well, that soundtrack is still gonna be iconic. Yeah, in 2022, 3022, <laughs> 4022, it's so good. Um. Dude, I I still get chills every time I hear the opening credits and then the theme throughout the music. And it's not even just that. It's like, you know, some of the synth Mm -hmm. um, sounds, it just puts you in that, uh, I guess, in that area. And it's like, dude, it freaks you out.
1: So good. it's a little freaky when you start to hear the music and Michael Myers is not on the screen. He's like,
0: uh-oh. Like, Where's he? Where
1: he at? <laughs> Got to look <laughs> in a shadow or behind a bush or something. Yeah, he's always behind a bush or he's like lurking in the shadows.
0: That's the only two places you'll ever find him. I know, exactly. But for what has not aged well, uh <laughs> two words. Poor decisions. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> There's so many poor decisions uh, in the beginning of the movie. The nurse. Obviously, she feels like someone going on the car. somehow. obviously is Michael Myers. <laughs> and then she yeah. inexplicably opens her window. I mean, not that a window would just like, but you would do anything to lock the doors. I was like, why did she op- open? Why? The window yeah, why stick the her window? Head and stick her head out. And then you get the whole hand coming out like, oh, my God not smart. And then I mean we mentioned Jamie Lee and we're not again I promise this won't be like a shitting on Jamie Lee Curtis/Laurie slash Lori thing, but dude Laurie in the third act was a hot mess. Remember when <laughs> she escapes the the Wallace house, house to yep. yeah <laughs> to uh. go into Tommy's house? First of all, you go in there and you, obviously you're being chased by the boogeyman. The first thing I'm not going to do is turn off the lights.
1: <laughs> dude bro, bro. Yeah. <laughs> i was like like i said it's like he's a vampire he's a he's
0: allergic to like light so it's you gotta keep the lights on man you want to be able <laughs> to see him not like lurking in the shadows or in a closet or something i don't know turn on all the lights like literally that'd be the first thing i do and you know what i
1: don't know what was dumb remember when um when Lori was trying to get back in the house waiting for... What's the kid's name? Tommy? Uh, Tommy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, Tommy, open the door! I'm like, dude, there's there's a perfectly good plant that you can use to break through that window right there. And there's so many times when it's like really like... There's so many breakable objects in this movie that they can like go through. If I know that this Michael Myers guy is chasing me, I'm like the Kool-Aid Man <laughs> running, running through stuff
0: right now. Exactly. Or I'm not settling for that house. I'm going. I'm still running down the street. I'm still oh, going. Oh heck
1: yeah! It's like why would you run to a house? I am like, okay. Like there, there are kids in there. I don't think Michael Myers kills kids. Like So it just seems like, just keep running. You have a head start. It took Michael Myers forever to get out of that house, by mm-hmm, the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she, because she had
0: time to go to the neighbor's house. Scream, to, pound on the door, throw a <laughs> plant yeah, up there.
1: I would throw that freaking, like, in the neighbor's house. I would break into their house to get them to help me not knocking on the door and then they just ignore me. I'm yeah. going in that house. If I if that's my plan to go into the neighbor's house, you have to commit. Either that or I'm booking
0: it down the street. <laughs> yeah, you know there was, you know they cut into time too because Tommy was just sleepy. <laughs> you know he was groggy <laughs> coming down those stairs, so you know he took a sweet he took a sweet ass time coming down the yeah, stairs to seriously. open the door. <laughs> so uh but just kind of moving along after she decides to inexplic- inexplicably turn off the lights obviously then you know michael myers finds a window to j- jump in and obviously she's just like oh surprised that the windows open he appears right next to it I'm like what the heck <laughs> yeah she stabs him with the uh what's that the knitting the needle? knitting point yeah yeah needle. and then that he he drops the knife she has it in her hand ready Bro, to think yeah stab the shit out of him and hang <laughs> on to the knife but she just like lets it go and then somehow thinks that she's he's he's dead or whatever but yeah, dude it, hang it, on to it hang
1: like she stabbed him in the eye i think with that uh the hanger knitting needle yeah oh no and on just, the neck on the neck oh oh yeah it was the neck and then the hanger was yeah, later, later on, on yeah. i'm like those aren't like okay maybe the neck could have killed him the eye like I like there was two chances yeah. where he let go of the 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 knife and she could have just kept stabbing him mm-hmm. but that that first time was especially frustrating just because it's like she's holding it right <laughs> and then, there and then
0: they just like showed a close-up and then she just lets go of the knife like, <laughs> like why <laughs> oh man but then the last thing oh. I do want to oh no okay. go ahead go ahead no good
1: yeah I mean okay yeah like you said dumb decisions like she's Always having her back turned to Michael Myers in the end when he's like,
0: does the, the, you know, when he wakes up and all that stuff. Oh, we'll get into that later. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> but do you remember when, I guess, Michael Myers was down at another point? She gathers the two kids, right? And she goes, hey, um, go across the street, tell the neighbor, call the police or whatever. Wait, why did she let her, them go by themselves? Why not go with them? With them, yes. <laughs> why if you not think he's down?
1: dead, go outside. I'm not going to stay with the dead body. And if if I don't think he's dead and I'm just telling the kids, get out of there, I'm going to finish this, go finish it. You know <sighs> what I mean?
0: Poor decisions, man. Poor decisions.
1: <laughs> she just sits there.
0: <laughs> ah, Whatever. <sighs> Frustrating. <laughs> And then you see in the background. <laughs>
1: yeah. freaking does the undertaker. Like you said, man, Oh man.
0: Oof. All right, let's move into the, we, I feel like we could just dwell on what has not aged well for a while, but let's get right into the next award. I mean, it's only natural in a horror film that we give out this one. It's the, I don't feel so good award for best death. Uh, we had a handful of them, Jeremy, which one was your favorite?
1: oh man it was kind of hard to choose one, but it was definitely tied between two um you know i'm gonna go i'm not gonna go with the one i wrote actually oh wow about it. yeah <laughs> curveball. curveball right now i'm going with bob Ooh, just the way that because we knew he was gonna die eventually and then like but the way he like picks up bob and like then, like the Undertaker, like the, basically he basically could have choke him right there. Yeah, and then, and like what he just stabs him with a knife, and later on, I love when uh, Laurie comes into that house later on, and Bob's body's not there, and you're just wondering like, oh, where's Bob go? And I like that. That was that death though it was like you knew it was coming, but the other one's a little uncalled for. I don't know. It's the way he did it. I felt like that's probably like good use of the knife, yeah.
0: Yeah, I felt like um, that was a good death. I actually was one of the ones that I wanted to mention as well, but dude, it was. Uh, let's be honest, it was physically impossible for his body to hang <laughs> like that. That knife yeah. wasn't that big to begin with, so it wasn't there deep was enough either. It wasn't deep enough. Yeah, that knife was only like maybe this long, yeah. and it would have probably just stuck out just like a little bit. Wouldn't have definitely supported his weight yeah. <laughs> against the uh, the door. He would have been, he would have had uh, had to been stabbed by like a sword basically. For that, that was a time. good jump scare though. That was, and I, right. yeah, I, I was kind of excited. I was like, oh, you picked mm-hmm. the wrong door, <laughs> the wrong closet, because <laughs> he's coming out
1: <laughs> with a <the> joke slam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good. Uh, But yeah, no, that was good. Uh, Oh, by the way, I think an underrated part of that scene that you just mentioned with Bob was at the end when he's obviously propped up, right? And then freaking Michael Myers does this. And then admires his work. I was like, oh, Yeah, that was
1: like, I love how later on he just takes Bob's glasses, though, (laughs) and (laughs) And, okay, because um. here's the thing, he puts a bed sheet over him with Bob's glasses.
0: Thank <laughs> you. F- keep, oh, no, good, good.
1: Keep this in mind. He still has the Michael Myers mask <laughs> on underneath all that. It's like, why Why add, Why add? do you have to add Bob's glasses over all of that?
0: <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because that was actually my best death. <laughs> Dude, no. I, I gotta say, Linda's death was the best, just because again how it starts. Forget <laughs> Michael Myers dressed as as Bob, as a ghost with the glasses over the sheet. Oh my god, it was so good. And then when she was saying, "See anything you like," and she had her boobs out and everything, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all you hear is. <sighs> <laughs> yeah and then she's
1: like all right fine it's like did you get me my beer (laughs) yep yeah bob's not
0: coming back dude that scene was uh had so many emotions to it It because it was funny and then it was brutal at the same time because remember she i guess linda gets tired of (laughs) like bob just being a D- douchebag or whatever so she ends up calling uh lori remember and then all yeah. of a sudden lori thinks that th- thinks that it's annie on on the other line getting it on with with paul or whatever yeah but it's her getting strangled by my michael myers i'm like damn that's pretty brutal <laughs> that is brutal <laughs> oh man but i feel like an underrated part of that um that scene is how it ends because remember it, it ends with lori like what basically saying what the heck Mm -hmm. And now, again, going back to season one of our podcast, we were talking about um, Psycho and obviously Norman Bates and the Bates Motel. Did you notice that after that scene, you get Laurie looking at what it's like the same shot of like the Bates Motel, but it's obviously the Wallace house. Yeah. And she's like wondering, like, what the hell's going on over there? And then obviously later on, then she crosses the street and that whole thing happens and i was like oh dude that was such a good death yeah
1: yeah because don't we also have a shot of i think michael myers um holding on to i think it's annie's body right taking it from
0: the garage through the front door mm-hmm. yeah that when, reminded um, me of yeah when tommy was um like looking it's like oh it's the boogeyman yeah. but yeah that uh, good catch that was so good yeah it that reminded, reminded me of, me as of well. the psycho
1: Oof. yeah
0: yeah, I love the connections between the, those two movie, the movies. They just happen to be uh, two of <laughs> our classic <laughs> Halloween movies. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was not on accident. Uh, that was not on purpose, I should say. So I <laughs> yeah. I keep on messing those up. Anyway, Jeremy, let's get right into the next award. And again, we're going to give this choice. All right. Because I feel like, you know, horror there may be some scarier stuff, but there's also maybe more intense scenes. And so I want to give you the choice of the, I am inevitable award for scariest scene, or if you want to give out the, that shield doesn't belong to you award for most intense scene. So which one are you picking?
1: Mm, I'm going with most intense scene. So that shield doesn't belong to you award. Um, It's hard to really pinpoint it because you you know, this movie, Michael Myers is going to kill somebody, but so I'm basically picking up like leading up to Annie's death, you know, when it's Halloween night, everyone's out in their own houses. I think Annie's like cooking dinner or whatever
0: for, like, and then just gets naked all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. and Then I'm like, it's over. Like when you start taking off clothes in a horror movie, you're done. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and when you start talking about doing promiscuous things, uh, and I was like, oh, Michael Myers doesn't like that, you know what I mean? Especially if you're someone that reminds him of his sister. <laughs> um, it just leading up to Annie's death, I was like, she's surviving longer than I expected her to. Mm-hmm. Like she was able to go to the other house, drop off the kid, and all she, that stuff. She got she got stuck in a window. <laughs> yeah she got she did her laundry (laughs) see that's what i thought i was like dude she's dead doing laundry she's getting stuck in the window she's dead but she survived and then um and then she got she died probably at the most unexpected point i mean like i thought she would be dead long before that oh yeah or the where where she died yeah it was in the car in the garage i was like Okay.
0: Well, did you catch yeah. that right away when, um, obviously, it was locked at first, and then she came back and it was unlocked without her actually putting any key? Did you catch that the I, first time? I didn't catch that, actually. Really? Hmm. I must have missed it. Yeah. Because, yeah, at that point, I was wide awake, obviously. I felt like the first half of the movie was really good in that it developed and put, po- it basically set the table for all of the... I guess, anxiety <laughs> that, you know, obviously that they were setting up in the latter half of the second act into the third act. And uh, yeah, that was the one thing I caught right away And that obviously she's just like, oh, I forgot my keys. She went back to get her keys. Hmm. She goes back and thing, and then she never used her keys to open the door. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, that's not good. And then when she noticed that the, uh, that the windows were all fogged up because of Michael oh, Murray's yeah, heavy thought- breathing yeah (laughs) his asthma yeah his asthma but i mean i didn't mention this on best death but annie's death actually reminded me of carlo's death in the godfather now that you understand that reference remember when he gets strangled in the in the car i thought it was pretty brutal i mean i felt like the godfather one was better but yeah um same thing (laughs) for sure i mean
1: (laughs) comparing halloween's with the godfather (laughs) Hey, what are you expect?
0: It's like The Godfather and A Walk to Remember. <laughs> yeah. One's <laughs> clearly better than the other. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly. Oh, man. Well, I'm actually going to give out the same award. the That shield doesn't belong to you uh, award for most intense scene. And I felt like the most intense scene was the closet scene in, mm. in Tommy's. Yeah, Tommy's house. Basically, she's in the closet. <laughs> Again, poor, poor decision, another nitpick, but when she decides to, I guess, hide in there and she's making all those whimpering noises. Uh, it's, by the way, it's fun watching this movie with the subs on. Oh, my goodness. You just hear, in brackets, whimpering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whimpering. Dang, dude. Yeah, it's so good. But I felt, because it was in a very tight space, and the camera angles were really good. It really felt claustrophobic. You felt like you were in that same closet with Lori. And then I love the unexpected use of the, the closet light. You don't yeah. really see closet lights anymore. And it, for it to turn on briefly and then turn back off. And when, while he's breaking the door and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, this is pretty crazy. And then obviously you get the visuals of... Uh, of Lori stabbing Michael Myers in the eye with a hanger and then stabbing him with the knife when she gets it. And then later on again, we've referenced it a couple times when she's just (laughs) inexplicably just (laughs) sitting there. And then you see that silent. Doom. (laughs) I know. I was like, Oh dude, especially for us WWE fans, the undertaker, man, it was so good. Um, That's my favorite uh, intense scene, I guess. That was so good.
1: Yeah. When he was like, that was the worst hiding spot just because that was such an easy door to break.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? But like, she was able to use a clothes hanger very precisely.
0: I must add that was right in the hole of the mask, right in the
1: eye. (laughs) Yeah. And I was surprised if I was Michael Myers, I would not drop that knife inside the closet. (laughs) So bad decision for him as well. (laughs) Drop it outside the closet.
0: Well, I mean, he did get stabbed in the eye. That's yeah, gotta hurt.
1: but but then again, he's like immortal at this point.
0: The immortal Hulk
1: Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's all these WWE people combined. Yes, he is, and Kane because he's got yeah. the mask.
0: <laughs> oh man! Well, you know what? Let's give out our next award. It's uh, I mean. I'm sure we got favorite scenes. So we're going to give out the Avengers Assemble award for a favorite scene. Jeremy, which scene you got?
1: Ooh, okay. My my scene has to be the opening scene. Just that shot of that wonner of Michael Myers going up and like there's even like points where she like Michael Myers sees the guy leaving the boyfriend or whatever and like kind of hides a little bit. And I was like, "Oh!" Like at the same time, I was like, "How did the boyfriend not see Michael Myers?" And like he's like clearly in view, whatever. because but he was like,
0: actually short.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was like he was looking under the table. <laughs> 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 and uh... yeah, that scene was like, it it got me hooked from the beginning. I'm like, "Okay, oh, this is gonna be good." Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, for the rest of the movie, for me, it was a little underwhelming. Um, but this opening scene it's like that's that's how you start uh like uh a a Halloween movie for sure
0: mm, okay, okay, fair enough fair enough i I love that scene as well I mean that's how I dedicated a whole question to it just because again, I love Warners, I love ones especially again, like you said, when they're done really well and they establish the whole um atmosphere and they put the viewer us into basically the movie itself. It's like a interactive part of the movie. And dude, they did that really well, especially considering it was in 1978. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. It's actually one of my favorite scenes as well. But the one that I did pick again, even though, (laughs) even though I have problems with the third act again, has to be uh, when Lori finally, you know, we've talked about that Bates motel type scene, When she finally crosses that street to the Wallace Street, and you're, she's slowly just walking. Again, she didn't turn on the lights. (laughs) Again, for whatever reason. But again, it's that whole thing. It's like, okay, where is he going to pop up? I was like, oh, he's going to pop up somewhere because he keeps popping up literally in every scene, right? But then Lori opens that bedroom door, and you see Annie's body, which was pretty crazy. It was just dead body on the bed and then the tombstone of of judith myers and a freaking creepy jack-o'-lantern i was like oh shit what the hell (laughs) you know if i were lordy in that
1: situation and i saw annie who's kind of like the jokester of the group with the and it it was kind of over the top right like michael myers put a whole freaking tombstone on the bed i would think that this is a joke like annie get up
0: you know what i mean I think that's the... Well, I think she got scared where her because it's too maybe too realistic, but then I think yeah. she was kind of like... That's why she didn't run away. So I feel like mm. she agrees with you. Because, I mean, if you think that's real right then and there, you'd be like, holy, what the... You're out of there, right? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. So... But yeah, she opens the door and she sees Annie's dead body, and then all of a sudden she, like, stumbles upon and then we, we get freaking... <laughs> Bob's body just like jumps out of nowhere, like all oh, like, oh my god! Rag oh yeah, Dolph Bob's is, like, body reveal was, was. Oh my god, that yeah, was probably that was the intense. biggest jump scare for me. I was like, holy yeah. shit!
1: <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I'm like, dang, how did he time? Like, how did he hang him up like that? You know what I mean? I and for him to fall that way,
0: yeah. and just hang. It was like he was yeah. uh, like a gymnast or something. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> he was a predator, yeah. Michael Myers. Did some predator skills yeah that and then obviously linda's body stuffed into the dresser was pretty crazy yeah um and then kind of lazy with that one though yeah <laughs> but <laughs> like it it like look i don't know look like she just he just stuffed her in there <laughs> yeah because like she's she, like oh, like it's like i put all my time into <laughs> into <laughs> annie per- and bob <laughs> yeah perfectly doing bobs and then we'll just we'll just stuff linda in, in the dresser yeah. uh but then dude uh when Mike Myers just comes out of nowhere, especially mm. since there was a really dark half of the screen. And I was like, and he hears you hear the, <sighs> I was like, oh, sure. Here he comes. No. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you got to pick a scary scene, right? For, for favorite scene uh, in a that's horror true, film. Good. So I felt like that one was the best out of the bunch. Mm. That's a good one though. Yeah. Anyway, Jeremy, let's get right into the guest, Rotten Tomatoes score. I'm, uh, dude, you're currently on a very hot streak right now. I think you've won what three movies in a row? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So the current score here in season five, since we did, remember, we did wipe the slate clean for this brand new season. We're only on our fourth episode. Jeremy's up 10. Uh, he's got 10. Jeremy's got 10. I have six, and we have our guests at one. And so, um, I mean, we obviously got another movie to, um, to guess today. I'm sure you've already kind of noticed that in the background I have the championship belt from, you know, winning season three and season four in my, uh, I guess, behind me in my little background here. You're probably wondering why I busted it out again. And if you're thinking it's because I'm superstitious, you're right, because <laughs> that was the last time I actually won a week was the premiere week. When Come I actually on. had the belt in the background. So I was like, oh, I got to bring that winning Juju back. And yeah, that was pretty much the only reason why I busted out the belt. <laughs> I just needed to win this week again. And so again, Jeremy's at 10. I'm at six. Uh, the guests are at one. And so we do have a guest reviewer. I'm sorry, guest Rotten Tomatoes guesser, I should say. There you go. And it is Jackie, who was on our bring it on episode last season and then in our first season she was on Mean Girls. And mm. so I purposely asked her because she loves horror films. And so she came up with a guess, right, Jeremy? What what is that Rotten Tomatoes guess? Yes, Jackie guessed 88%. Yes. Ooh, on the high end. I mean, mm. and it is a classic movie. So I feel like it's a pretty good, pretty good guess. How about you?
1: For me, I guess 83%.
0: Oh, I guess I'm the Russian judge on this one. Okay. 79% for me. So let's go ahead and check it out. Halloween, uh, 1978, Rotten Tomatoes. And I want to make sure that this is the correct one. Whoa. Uh-oh. Whoa. Oh my goodness. With a tomato meter of ninety six percent, dang! <laughs> That's Jackie high. has taken one for the yes. <laughs> dang! Because I thought Rotten Tomatoes wouldn't like score horror movies. Horror that movies, high. yes. Dang! Wow, good joke, uh, good going, Jackie. And that brings Jeremy at into second place because uh, next highest and not uh, dude belt wasn't lucky <laughs> Damn it. I guess it was the opposite effect uh, Yeah, no, I got, at least I've gotten a point in every episode but not today so our updated score now is Jeremy has the one point he's up to 11 I remain at 6 uh, bringing in last uh, last place and now they guess with the three points they're creeping mm-hmm. up to second place they're at 4 holy crap yeah. Dang, good job jackie yeah, good job jackie i mean hey i mean you're the resident uh horror f- flick expert i guess watch watch watcher, watcher, watcher. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably bring her in next next year when we when we cover our next horror film i guess whatever that may be we'll yeah. see october 31 no whatever that that monday is <laughs> october 30 anyway jeremy i mean we have one final award of the podcast episode, and you guessed it, it is the "I Love You 3000" award, where we rate Halloween 1978 a rating between one and three thousand. So I'm guessing I scored it higher than you did because <laughs> I don't know, I'm just kind of catching some vibes from you. <laughs> maybe, maybe a at bit. This. Okay, so I didn't hate the movie, right?
1: People are gonna think, "Oh, when I hear the score, the gem hated the movie or whatever." But I actually like. Watch this all in. I mean, it is a short movie, but I watched this just all in one day on AMC Plus, not sponsored. Um, and you know, I was I got through it like it's because I don't watch horror movies. I don't like getting scared that much. I like the more like the scary type of stuff. To me, is like girl with a dragon tattoo, Zodiac, basically like these real like killers or whatever. I said the real for a dragon tattoo, but <laughs> basically like <laughs> like. Like stuff that I feel like can happen in real life. I don't know if Michael Myers he's a little out there. By the way, of by the way, I don't
0: I don't mean yeah. to interrupt you. I think you would enjoy Dahmer. Then, I I finally huh. finished Dahmer on Netflix, so I think you would enjoy that one. Then, if you're kind of into that sort of thing, real stuff. Ooh.
1: Yeah, the the more grounded, I should say, yeah. <laughs> the more grounded uh, thriller horror stuff is probably more for me. Uh, so I'm giving it a 1950 out of 3000. So that's 65%. Oh okay, still fresh. Okay. yeah, I, th- I still like it's it's a actually a really good movie to watch on Halloween if you're like in a group, you don't want to be super scared, but you want to be scared enough.
0: Right. It, it's mainly for the intense scenes, the ang- anxious scenes and stuff. Yeah,
1: and you want to enjoy it. I enjoyed the movie, but and it's not like I was horrified that I like I don't want to see this movie again. I could watch this movie again, unlike Hereditary, where I'm just like I could watch it once, never again.
0: <laughs> no <Yeah>. bueno. <laughs> Definitely one and done for me with Hereditary. Yeah. Uh, anyway, for me, I enjoyed it more than Jeremy. Um, I actually my guess is right around your Rotten Tomatoes guess. Um, my rating is 2469 at 82.3%. Um, I felt like there are a lot of technical aspects of the movie that I appreciated. That's actually the reason why it's so high as it is. The Again, I, I agree with you to a certain extent about the plot, the motivations, and the bad acting. I felt like that's what kind of knocked it down for me. I felt like that's why I didn't have it in the upper echelon or even as close to Psycho as I, 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 I think I rated Psycho maybe a little too high. I, I was, I did a little bit of that research. I think I was at around 94%. I, I Looking back on it, probably in, more in the high 80s because yeah. it's really good. Uh, but um, yeah, I feel like this one was really good. It's just uh, some of the nitpicks that really, that I focused on are the ones that, because if those get ironed out, I felt like it could have been in the low to mid nineties because it's that well done. The, everything yeah. about the 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 actual producing of the film is so it's it's a classic. You, can see how you know what?
1: Classic. what? one thing that we didn't even talk about though was the Loomis Doctor Loomis storyline. <laughs> you yeah. know, we totally like didn't talk about that just because he was uh, kind of a low light of. Uh, the movie yeah he's just kind of wandering
0: around and then he suddenly shows up
1: and shoots Michael Myers at the end I know it's
0: like oh he was just there like obviously he needed to try to he was trying to I don't know I felt like he was trying to get rid of him anyway in the beginning and then he Mm -hmm. was just there to kind of set up uh, the the folklore you know like set up the like how scary this guy is Michael Myers yeah and then then that was it (laughs) yeah pretty much then he shot him
1: (laughs) and he was just and he was
0: just waiting and just kind of messing with kids (laughs) yeah (laughs) she was funny though (laughs) yeah see it's like that stuff Mm -hmm. uh,
1: like i kind of zoned out a little bit
0: yeah well i mean it appears loomis is on the next one because (laughs) we'll we'll see (laughs) oh man well jeremy next week we got another movie what are we what movie will we be talking about all right. After 5,000
1: years, the champion of Kondok awakens to find his home, a different place than he remembered, a world full of heroes and villains in Black Adam starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> that was like, if okay. You are, if,
0: <laughs> with a rock.
1: But, uh, yeah, enough of the WWE references, probably until next week, (laughs) for sure. Um, But, yeah, Black Adam, next week. Yeah, and how can they catch
0: that movie right
1: now? Right now, it's just in theaters, starring uh, The Rock, James Bond is in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he is, actually. I think that's all the named actors that I know, I mean... Obviously, we'll get into some of the other characters and we'll break down the movie like we normally do. Um, I feel like that next week has the potential to be a really good movie to talk about because let's just say there's some good stuff and let's just say there's some uh, bad stuff. So it's a nice, good, mixed bag. Yeah, (laughs) which you're going to have to know all the details next week. Yes, so it'll be a week from Halloween, whenever that day is. So before we close out this episode... Uh, do you have anything to plug uh, for these next seven days?
1: Uh, for these next seven days, at least. Well, last w- uh, last season, I teased my short film for like the longest time, but it's finally out to the end of yesterday is up on YouTube. Go search it. It's in the episode notes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, go watch it. I think I'm pretty proud of it. So go watch it. Yeah, um, I'm very proud of it, too, just because I know that uh, Jeremy put a lot of time and effort into this and I mean, it got me looking forward to his next uh uh what do you call it his next project? obviously he's gonna be working on that um in the foreseeable future, and obviously we'll definitely let you know it's gonna be probably on the same channel, right
1: yeah, same channel uh the infinite loop studios yeah, so, so subscribe. same channel that subscribe. yeah, so the same channel that the end of yesterday's on, so go go check it out
0: subscribe there's also um social medias on there um how can they follow on the socials
1: yeah i mean i kind of even forgot <laughs> honestly I, I forgot i don't know if there's a is there a the in there i think it might be the infinite loop studios
0: well we'll put Instagram. it in the episode notes how, yeah how it's about there,
1: there? <laughs> yeah, i always this is not
0: like me messing around i actually forgot <laughs> yeah well it's because jeremy's not really on social media yeah. well he's rarely on i should say once in a while, he'll, he'll reply to my DMs if yeah. I send him a funny video. <laughs> if I turn on my notifications properly. <laughs> well, the problem is he just recently switched his phone again. Again. Yeah. So, again. Uh, for me, you could follow me on Instagram and TikTok at FreeKenA. Uh, just the usual. Um, you know, I'm just always endlessly scrolling on both platforms. So uh, send me a DM. Hit me up. Say what's up. Uh, we could ch- uh, chat about movies. We could talk about previous episodes on the weekly real podcast or new TV shows or movies or whatever. Just Yeah, me. or even like do some live tweeting with him or on sports and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, I mean, we kind of talked about a little bit. I mean, we almost, <laughs> we almost had a final thoughts segment a little bit earlier. But were there any other final thoughts, uh, anything else that we missed uh, before we wrap up this episode on Halloween 1978?
1: Uh okay, this guy, I don't know if this sounds weird or not, but it just seemed like Jamie Lee Curtis has always looked like a mom
0: to me. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh only because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, man, she really hasn't changed. She yeah. like started like her look and then that's it. Like she just like literally <laughs> hasn't really changed very much
1: yeah i'm like dang that's what they wore in high school huh (laughs) like that's exactly what (laughs) jamie lee curtis and freaky friday was
0: like too oh my god yeah that was pretty crazy um i do have a random theory and this is again based off of me not watching most of the halloween franchise this i don't again we don't really know michael myers's motives or if they eventually get revealed but Maybe as a little kid, he gets bullied. He keeps getting bullied. Remember, he um, scared that one bully that who was bullying Tommy. Remember, Mm -hmm. so that's true. Maybe it's centered around that. Um, Another thing I kind of want to mention, dude. I love those shots of those iconic shots of just Michael Myers just standing there doing nothing with the music playing (laughs) in the background. Like the whole like the that one shot where. He's next to the bush or the one shot where he's um, standing next to like some clothes hanging on the clothesline. Dude, that Mm -hmm. was like so like beautifully shot. The the cinematography has probably got to be the most underrated thing about this movie. Yeah, Sometimes Michael
1: Myers is like the flash, though. Sometimes you look in one direction, then he's like gone the next. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like those are good shots, but he's extremely fast for someone who just got out of
0: a mental health institution. Yeah. So, oh, one, um, last ni- <laughs> one last nitpick that I forgot. Dude, yeah. Michael Myers needs to um, get better at following someone in a car because, man, that station wagon was <laughs> a little too close. <laughs> I don't know. Seriously, with the, the stamp of, like, federal whatever on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like uh, he, had, he had his uh, headlights on, too. I mean, at least, I guess, turn off your headlights. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like stuff that you learn playing GTA, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You want you don't want to draw too much attention to yourself. Maybe he just wanted the attention. Yeah. Uh, my headcanon for Michael Myers, though, it's like his motives were he he was, uh, you know, some stuff. Like he had a
0: crush on his sister. I think
1: that <laughs> is my headcanon.
0: <laughs> As a six-year-old man, you've been. Are you sure he haven't been watching uh, Game of Thrones?
1: Thrones? (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I want to think that he's maybe noble, has like this whole bully thing. But uh, he killed his sister after the boyfriend went up there and like stayed there for like 10 seconds.
0: Again, maybe she was bullying him this whole time. Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, maybe we got to (laughs) do Halloween 2 next year. I heard it's not as good. Uh, Probably not. I think all of the, what, the rest of the eight movies aren't as good. But anyway, (laughs) um, dude, Jeremy, this was pretty fun. I mean, we got to do this again next year. (laughs) The one time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll see what what Halloween movie we'll we'll do. Yeah, we'll see.
0: We may do a classic. Maybe we might do a modern classic. Who knows? We'll figure that out on one of our upcoming off seasons. So, uh, Jeremy, um, dude, this was fun october 31st uh uh, 2022 is come and gone but obviously you know whoever listens to this podcast episode enjoy it uh especially if you do enjoy horror films and wanted to figure out if we liked halloween or not but uh again on behalf of jeremy my name is ken this is the weekly real podcast we want to wish everyone a very happy and safe halloween from the real